What if God didn't give you a map, but he gave you a compass? Yeah. Like that idea of, I know I'm going in the correct direction, but I don't know what I'm about to come up against. wonderful to have Arden with us. We invited you once before and you rejected the invitation. Because you guys invited me uh, with no context, just including me on a text message. And uh, those are the best invitations. There was a miscommunication, all right? There was was a miscommunication. But you're here now. Yes. And we are thrilled to have you here. In fact, so thrilled that we would like you to answer the burning question. The burning question. Yes. Well, I've been burning Look to answer this question. Yes. <laughs> do you want to ask me the burning question? I do. The burning question comes from Vivina. Vivina. Vivina Napier. And she asked, how can you help cultivate healthy sibling relationships? Yeah, this is a big one. I mean, because there's a lot of things that you can do, but I felt like something mom and dad would do very intentionally that was on on bigger topics, obviously not on smaller things, is that they would have us sit down and talk through like, you know, hey, you've been you've been upset with your mm-hmm. brother and I'm seeing you're you're reacting to your brother uh, for a couple of months on things you shouldn't be reacting couple months. to. Uh Yeah, yeah. Like there was an underline. There was an underline. And they got us to talk through those situations and the feelings and what was like really causing those things and those moments, um, which allowed us, honestly, I felt like to develop skills to handle conflict outside of family. And I think sometimes we Mm. oftentimes in family want to just be like, hey, especially for brothers, it's like, just punch it out. Like you punch each other (laughs) and you're like, yeah, let's just move on. Or it's like, hey, say sorry to your sibling. We don't address those like smaller issues and they continue to build and build and build. And I think that's what you see is the the ultimately the the family splits like i think about every time we go on planes or trips together it's like we'll be sitting in the same row and flight attendants are like oh you can go spread out and we're like no we're going to sit together and they're like why because <laughs> we're brothers and they're like yeah. well i thought that was more of a reason to actually spread out and so um i think that's been something that we we got to do we didn't do it perfectly but i i think it's very very helpful so if you guys do have any other burning questions or questions you want us to answer or talk about please make sure to leave um a comment or uh yeah know, question or no, 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 no. I'm agreeing with you. Absolutely. Because actually, Vivina asked this question, Arden. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, I was totally agreeing with you because Vivina asked. No, y'all question. just need to talk this out. I could you tell. Know, like, yeah. some so, friction. I don't want to carry it into the mom rest and of the dad, episode. I'm touching you know, his mic. Mom and dad needed to sit us down, but, but thank you, Addison, for sitting <laughs> us down. Yeah. No, actually, Vivina, this is a really, really good question that not only just Vivina asked, but actually multiple people yeah. asked. And we know this is going to be something that we need to do as, as an actual series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's not what, what we're talking about today, Addison. Uh, what are we talking about? Actually, I thought that it might be kind of good if you introduced it because I know that you just had a really yeah. good conversation with some people and then you brought it to me and and, and you're like, hey, I, I think that we should totally talk about yeah. this on the actual show. Yeah. yeah. So there's a father in the neighborhood that we live in who's doing this thing where he's gathering fathers and sons and um, I'm helping him host it, but he's the one who's initiated it and together to talk about what it is to journey into manhood. And it's something that we're doing once a month and during our last cool. time together, the the teenagers, so pretty much 13 to 17 year old, all the, the boys are 13 to 17. The big question, the big topic of interest was calling hmm. purpose. Like, yeah. How do we get to that point where we're successful in our careers, where we know what we're supposed to do, where we're following the voice and the plan of God for our lives? And so I was like, you know what, we should have a conversation 
about what it looks like to cultivate a sense of calling, a sense of purpose um, in, in our children. And also like what our experience with that yeah. was like. Yeah. So, Cause it's such a big deal. And I think it's easy for us to forget what a big deal it is for kids. Like I remember being terrified of the question, young man, do you know what you're called to do? Mm. I remember like, I would want to shrivel up and be like, I don't even know how to live on my own yet. I mean, I'd be like 15 years old. Like, I don't even know how to balance a checkbook. Yes, that was a thing back then, not a thing anymore. <laughs> I don't know how to do these things that you're asking me to tell you what I'm called to do. And for me, there was the pressure of, well, your mom and your dad minister and they, and they write. And obviously you're going to do that. And I can just tell that's what's on your life. And you're like, you don't know me. Like you're just, <laughs> you're just projecting something. And, and I think a lot of. You're so old. You're 35. <laughs> you're, so, <laughs> you're so out of touch with what's real. Uh, and so I think a lot of young people feel that and they're navigating their way through a very tumultuous season, that transitional season from childhood to adulthood, feeling like they have this weight to answer a lot of questions that frankly, I don't even think they're ready to answer in that season. And so we should talk about that tension in that process. Well, and I want to place this in the context of today's world also, that they are bombarded with a perception that everyone else knows exactly what they're supposed to do and they're walking it out and they have a YouTube channel and they're making millions of dollars. And so mm -hmm. that's their calling. I mean, honestly, the amount of kids who say, I want to be, be a YouTuber, a YouTuber. Hmm. it's like, oh, Okay. Like that's the new thing amongst that younger generation. Like they want to be YouTubers. I don't know if, it, if it's a new thing because I definitely want that's to be true. a YouTuber. You, well, well, you well, were right. I was young. It oh, was absolutely. Niche still. Yeah, that's uh, niche yeah. at that time. Oh man. So what what came up in the yeah. conversation? Yeah, because because you said that like this has been a conversation kids. that a lot of the kids really wanted to hear about. Like, well, what do you think are some of the practical things that maybe you've been talking about? And I know that Arden definitely has a lot that he can share too. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote down a bunch of stuff here because I was like, all right, I had a feeling we were going to go down this path. Uh, there's there's a few things. Gosh, there's a lot of things that we shared with them. I and mean, we talked about this for probably an hour plus. And so it's hard to condense it to 20, 25 minutes. But one of the things that I, I shared with them is something that called the calling complex. Calling, and, complex. calling complex. Okay. I think a lot of us, even as adults, and I've even heard this from men, um, even recently, men in their 60s, as they're navigating that transition from their primary career to a secondary career, this idea of I've got to figure out the thing that I'm supposed to do. And we think of calling in a singular form, when in reality, our calling is so robust. It's, it encompasses so many different parts of who we are. Hmm. And, and I think one of the reasons why people get so bent out of shape when it comes to figuring out their calling is they're only, um, they're only equating calling with vocation or the job that they're supposed to do instead of realizing that God forms us into the calling that he has for us through so many dimensions and parts of our lives. And that's just as essential to us becoming who we're called to become is figuring out what vocation we're supposed to pursue. Yeah. And we get so caught up on that. Like we think about the vocation side of things because that's really attractive. And it's mm -hmm. like, if I can figure that out, I know how much money I'm going to be making. I know mm -hmm. what kind of connections I'm going to do. But then we forget about that 
that side of things of we forget what is our original calling is yeah. that to be the sons and daughters of God. And I think that's what mom and dad did so well is that they infused that purpose of being a son or a daughter of God into our life for mm. us to understand that regardless of whatever we decide to do, whether if it's in ministry, whether it's out in the, in the world business, like yeah. there is still infused purpose. And yeah. that purpose goes beyond you making a paycheck or maybe even just the impact you have on others. It's eternal calling of you being a son or a daughter of Christ. And that gives your whole life purpose within yeah. that. Yeah. So that gives you an identity. And it gives you to confidence. Cultivate. Yeah, to yeah. cultivate those things, not to have a, a A to Z complete roadmap. Like I think you've, yeah. you've said this of what if God didn't give you a map but he gave you a compass. Yeah. Like that idea of, I know I'm going in the correct direction, but I don't know what I'm about to come up against. I don't know what the terrain looks like. I don't know what my, 100%. my journey looks like. Because we have this tendency when it comes to God, like we want control. We're constantly wrestling with God for control. And so when it comes to calling, we're like, God, just give me the answers yeah. and then let me run. And God's like, no, actually, I'm calling you into my heart. I'm calling you into things that you can't fully understand, things that you can't conceptualize at 18 years old or 28 years old or 38 years old or 48 years old. Like You're going to have to journey with me. It's not about me giving you the answers and you checking the boxes and getting on with your life. This is about deep yeah. formation. And that's what it is to be called by God. And it's, I mean, it's the greatest of invitations. And so there's this, there's this verse, I love it. It's uh, Proverbs 20, verse five it says, the purpose in a man's heart is like deep waters, but a man of understanding draws it out. Mm -hmm. And and this is an allusion to a well. When you think about drinking from a well, you don't go to a well one time and then you're done. You go back to that well again and again and again and again for sustenance. Yeah. And so this idea that purpose is deep within us. And yeah. It takes life. Yeah. It takes friendships. It takes experience to bring that purpose forward. And so what we encourage um, the young men with the other night is we told them like, y'all, be adventurous. Mm -hmm. Like, be courageous. Take risks. Don't be afraid to pursue something with everything that you have and then realize this isn't for me, mm. and then shift and yeah. pivot and run towards something else with everything that you have. Whatever you lost in that pivot yeah. will be regained in a different form down the road in that Ooh. new direction. So our big thing was whatever you do, run toward it. Yeah, That's Do good. it with everything that you have. Give yourself to it and you will see things come alive inside of you. Absolutely, Addison. I, I think you're, you're, you're hitting kind of like the nail on the head right now because I feel like there's so many people who are just paralyzed mm -hmm. because they're like, I have to have, and especially this is within, I think within the Christian realm a lot as well. Um, you're like, I have to have this like calling. I have to have this answer and it has to be so clear. It has to be from God. It has to be, and it has to come to me like, like some mighty powerful, strong way. Otherwise I can't do anything. Yeah, I can't, I'm and, stuck. And, and, and so people do nothing. And, um, it's so like, you, you're so right. There's been so many times in my life that I know that, you know, uh, God has like, he, he clearly called me to do something and he's like, Hey, do this. But then other times there's been times it's just like, Oh, well, if I you want to, I think this is the right thing to do. So I'm just going to do this. Yeah. And, and so honestly, God can always work with motion. And, and do, do you guys mind if I just take a moment and actually just talk about this, actually yeah. in Acts chapter 16, um, I was just um, at a wedding recently and I was out surfing and I was talking to this guy who was younger than me. And we were both having this conversation. He was, was it this, a surf wedding? 
No, it wasn't a surf wedding, but I was in California and I love surfing. Oh. And so I went surfing I literally to... <laughs> right before the wedding. So like, it, was like, it was great. Like, like, uh, with the, with my wife was, was in the wedding and, and I was connected. Yeah, you went surfing, but, but I was like, I'm going surfing. But, 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 but anyways, um, I was talking to this, to this guy out there and he was at the exact place that you're talking about, Addison. He was so paralyzed yeah. by fear and just yeah. like, I'm not sure what to do. And then uh, he's, he sees other people. And uh, of course we know that social media, we get to see all these different people, all these amazing things that like, that like they're doing. It's all, we always, I feel like a lot of people know this. It's, it's the highlight reel of their yeah. life. But at the same time, because we see those highlight reels, we're like, oh, I need to get it. I need to have it figured out. And so I started actually sharing with him this. And I was talking to him, um, there's this uh, passage in Acts chapter 16 that literally has just been a big confidence yep. for me within my life. Uh, and it's something that's actually helped me out in a lot of different areas. And so I'll, I'll read it super quick. I'll probably butcher some of the names so people you can leave as many <laughs> comments as you want yeah. about all the different city <laughs> names that I'm about to butcher here. But anyways, uh, what happens is, is Paul and Silas, they're traveling and they don't know where to go. Yeah. So, so they're also at this point of contention. They and, don't know and just to be clear, this is Paul, to road to Damascus, Paul, Paul had yes. a very clear calling yes. from God to the Gentiles. And right? he's a man now who has no idea okay. what to do. Let's, right? just, let's all just yeah. take a second and recognize that. Exactly. Okay. So, so check this out. So, so it says, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phygia and Galatia. Again, see, like I told you, I'm going to butcher it all. But just, just, just go for the point here, right? Um, because, okay, but then it says, because the Holy Spirit prevented them from preaching the word in the area of Asia. So yeah. literally they started going to Phygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had pre 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 prevented them from going one spot. Then coming to the borders of uh, Messiah, they headed uh, north to the province of Bithynia. But again, the spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there, which is really interesting. It says now the spirit of Jesus didn't allow them to go there. So instead they went through Messiah to the seaport of Torres. That night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in Northern Greece was standing there pleading for him to come. Hmm. So then it says that then they woke up and they knew what they were supposed to do. And so they went there. Yeah. And so you may be like, okay, how is that an encouraging passage? But to me, it yeah. just hit me because there's actually three different things that happen here. They were doing something because they felt like it was the right thing to do. They just had like this unction on like the inside of them. They're like, hey, the Holy Spirit's telling me to do this. And then they did something else. They're like, hey, I'm going to do this because this is what actually Jesus would have done. And then it actually says that even though they were trying to act like Jesus, like they felt like they were like stopped yeah. again. Yeah. And then they finally went another direction because they had maybe a clear direction. They had yeah. kind of like that vision. And to me, it was so powerful to me whenever I first read this passage because I was like, hey, I can go a direction and if it's not right, like God loves me more and he cares about me more and he will stop me yeah. and he'll put me on the right path. It goes back to what you were saying, Arden, about if we're a son or daughter of God and if we have that confidence, we know that God's not trying to catch us in a fault. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like Addison was saying, it's that connectedness. Yeah. We're grasping for control saying, God, just tell me like, if a man is going to be pleading from Macedonia for me to go to Northern Greece, just tell me that. I'll go straight there. I'll save so much time. Mm -hmm. This is the efficient way, God. Yeah. And God's like, no, it's about you being in tune, in touch with me, with my spirit. So that way, it's like a car. The If a car in motion is easier to move, to steer, yeah. than yeah. one that's just stopped. Yeah. You're moving and God knows your heart. He's like, I'm not just going to let you flounder and waste your life. 
like move towards me, continue to move towards me. I feel like we have heard stories of people who get their calling at a young age and then they just run with passion in it for 50, 60 years. And we stand in all of that. And in some ways we have made idols Mm. out of these rare, miraculous stories to the detriment of the day in, day out, faithfully seeking God for what is my calling? What is my purpose today? Here. Well, and even knowing some of those people and Aaron, were you about to say something? I want to hear I want to hear what you're gonna say. But knowing some of those people, like personally, I'll tell you right now, they knew that they were called to go a certain direction, but they had no idea what that yeah. direction would hold from yeah. them. And so their journey required a lot of faith, a lot of hope, a lot of trust, a lot of risk, hmm. a lot of courage to actually live out what God had spoken to them. Yeah. And a lot of perseverance. A lot of perseverance. Like you oh. were saying, that is developed going after whatever you're going after. Yeah. Well, and then going back to what you were even saying is fostering the relationship with the Holy Spirit. Is like, if you are having this question or if you have your kids, good. they're having this question around what is my life calling? What am I supposed to do after yeah. high school? And, and they're coming face to face with that reality, like encourage themselves or encourage them to go deeper into what God has for them within scripture. Yeah. Because the key mm-hmm. thing to within that was that they knew the Holy Spirit's voice. They knew yeah. it so well that they were able to differentiate between the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Yeah. And so there was a close proximity of their relationship with God. And I think sometimes if we're having... Like when I have conversations with people that they don't know what they're doing, I'm I, first question I'm always asking them is how is their relationship with God? Like how, what has God been revealing to you yeah. within mm. Scripture recently? And, and that's normally the key thing. I remember my senior year of high school was the time period that I I dove deep into what God had for me, and I really started taking my relationship with God seriously. Yeah. And He asked me to completely do something which was not go to college, which was contrary to what everyone else was go- doing in my school. And I know it's become maybe more and more uh, common nowadays, but back then it felt like every single person was going to college and I had opportunities to go to college. But yet because of my relationship with God, I felt like I felt his leading on this and it gave yeah. me more security in making a decision that I didn't fully know. Well, yeah, if I'm taking a yeah. year off, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, what is that year going to look like? Yeah. But because I had that trust and that that leading of the voice of God, that that God orders the steps of a righteous man, yes. I was able to make those steps and be able yeah. to take those things, not, not questioning of, oh man, am I doing everything wrong and what's going on? Sure. I mean, sure, there's questions around that, but to really have peace in that understanding. And I think peace is not, like, mm. oh man, everything is perfect no. and nothing. Yeah. Like I, I have just this inner peace because I look at Abraham, like Abraham had a word from God to go sacrifice Isaac. And the Bible talks about the peace that he had within that. Like there, there's no way he had peace. He's probably looking at that mountain thinking to himself, I have to sacrifice my son on that. Yeah. But they were speaking to yeah. the inner, like this depth of peace yeah. Yeah. that God yeah. gives us is that through the, the the situations of feeling like, you know, God, it this doesn't look right, but I, I know your voice. And that peace comes from just trusting in on the voice, yeah. not the the feelings or the, the situations that are going on around you, but that yeah. inner connection that you have with the yeah. voice of God. And so that's going to be the key. I mean, in fostering relationships, fostering your purpose, seeing your kids have a, a healthy yeah. understanding of, of their relationship yeah. with God, and it's not based off of your relationship with mm-hmm. God, it's going to be the thing that's going yes. to continue to foster that purpose within their life. And you so. not trying to be God. Yeah. Mm. I think as parents, it is scary 
when you want your children to have this vibrant, lively relationship with the Lord, it's scary when it feels like God's not talking back to them. Wow. And they're asking you, but I'm asking God and he's not telling me, so what now? And you have to fight as a parent of someone who's 12, 13, yeah. older, when they have to make decisions. Yeah. Like it's not, hey, go pray about it because you're in it with them. Mm -hmm. So I think Addison does this really beautifully where yes, it's between you and God, but I'm here with you because mm -hmm. you are still a 13 year old son in our home alongside me. I'm fostering that relationship between you and God, knowing that what we're, what we're moving towards is just you and God, yeah. but I want you to have a foundation of doing it yeah. well. And so yeah. parents can tend to try to be God to in those situations, have all the answers, yep. all the answers yep. even pushing their kids in mm. certain um, directions to yeah. fulfill what they believe is a calling that they missed, which yeah. would probably be a lot of sports parents. I'm just kidding. You know, we love sports parents. <laughs> so, I played tons of sports. So, so what do we think are some practical things? And maybe I said you were about to just mention, mention even some of this, like, what do we think are some practical things? I mean, Julie, you're mentioning one right now, which is you don't have to have all the answers, which, which doesn't really yeah. seem like a thing to do, but it, it, yeah. but, but, but it definitely space, is a thing to know. Create space yeah. for God to be God in your kids' lives. Yeah. Like if you're constantly hovering and in that space, like you're not creating space for God to show up in those places of tension and wrestling. Like it's really important that kids learn to wrestle with the hard questions about God mm. in the safety of your home. Yeah. And so if they feel like God isn't responding to their prayers or God isn't giving them clarity or God isn't leading them, walk them through that now because they will face off with that at some point in their lives. Like yeah. walk them walk with them through that right now. The other thing I would say, just a practical thing for parents is be intentional to get your kids around other professionals and people that are doing things that your kids are either good at or yeah. interested in, if they've expressed an interest in it. Like right now, our oldest son, he's spending time with an attorney friend of ours because he's interested in pursuing law. So he's 13 years old and he's like, you know what? I think I want to pursue law. He's like, I also want to pursue this. I want to pursue that. I'm like, great. Let's go ahead and let's put you in an environment where you can start hanging out with an attorney regularly, asking questions, doing some work, reading things things that you should read just to get a better idea of what it means to be a lawyer yeah. and pursue law. So just different things like that. Practically, there are people in your world and your family and your church that are looking for opportunities to contribute in purposeful and meaningful yeah, ways. Absolutely. So don't be afraid of making those asks. Don't be afraid of stepping out and saying, hey, would you mind mentoring my kid in this area if you feel insufficient? Um, or if that feels heavy, just invite them over for dinner. Yeah and make space, like Addison was saying, mm -hmm. for your child to just ask them some questions. And then there are three, yeah. there are three statements that I would, and three verses yeah. that I, I prepared this morning that I think parents can stand on these statements just practically yeah. and, and communicate these things to their children regularly. Okay, so I'm gonna give you three statements and three verses that support these Let's statements, all right? So the first one is, and your kids cannot hear this enough, now you have to mean it when you say it, otherwise the, the weight of what you're saying isn't conveyed, mm. but you need to communicate that God has an amazing plan for their life. Mm -hmm. And uh, the verse that comes to mind, this was our wow. senior verse, okay? Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster, 
to give you a future and a hope. Now, what most people don't realize about Jeremiah 29 is this is in the midst of a very difficult situation. Hmm. And actually, the people of Israel had just received news that didn't feel like they had a great future yeah. and much hope at all. Yeah. Hmm. And so this, this verse actually brings us into the tension of God's faithfulness in the midst of what seems like a lack of hope or a lack of a clear future. Well, like Arden was saying, it's a peace that surpasses understanding. It is. Yeah. It's, it's the answer, like God is the answer, connectedness with God is the answer to every answer that will come, to mm. every need for an answer that will come. Yeah. If we teach them to be in tune with the one who is an answer, they will find the answers when the time comes. So the first one, God has an amazing plan for your life. Second one, God delights in and knows the details of your life. Hmm. Both the small and the big ones. This is Psalm 37. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. That's Psalm chapter 37, verses 23 through 24. Like that's wow. something that I regularly remind my kids of. The Lord delights in the details of your lives. He's guiding you. Even if you fall, he's going to pick you up and he's going to hold you by the hand, right? So God yeah. cares about those things. It's really good for young people to hear that. It's really good for us to hear that because we can get caught up on like, God cares about the big decisions. Yeah. Like yeah. just who I marry or what school I go to or what career I pursue or, or that I make where it to I heaven. live or that I make it to Like it's so much bigger than that, which goes to the third point. Well, I is, wanted to say with yeah. that second point, bring your kids' attention to those details. Hmm. If they, like our kids were desperate for a dog. Our daughter was praying for one every single night. And at that point, we were just like, it's not happening. Like we we don't want a dog, all, all of the reasons. And now regularly with our little puppy, I'm like, guys, God came through. Yeah. Like, yes, it looked like us making the decision, but things had to shift in our hearts. In our Absolutely. hearts. We mm -hmm. had to find the puppy. There was a lot that only God could do in the situation. Hmm. And we are so intentional to continually talk about that. Yeah. Not just one time, hey, we prayed, he answered it, but to continually remind them of like, God cared about this. Yeah. It could seem like there's bigger things for God to be thinking about, but yeah. he cares yeah. about the details. He does. He does. And then the yeah, third one is God will always be there for you, helping you along the way. And I think that's just something that we need to remind our kids of. That That's what um, engenders and encourages courage. We're like, I can do this. Like God is with me. Even this, if this feels scary, I'm getting outside my comfort zone. He's with me. He's for me. And the verse there is, you saw me before I was born. Hmm. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Psalm chapter 139, verse 16. So again, the three are, God has an amazing plan for your life. And the verse that I pulled was Jeremiah 29, 11. God delights in and knows the details of your life. Psalm 37, verses 23 through 24. And then God will always be there for you, helping you along the way. Psalm 139, verse 16. Wow. Hey, those are just three practical things as parents. Y'all can speak over your children and also be reminded that your heavenly father, like that's the banner over your life. Because it's really hard to give our kids something that we haven't first received. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if we're trying to train our kids in these truths, but they haven't become real to us and we're not growing in how real they are, because there are degrees of real that we get to experience as we pursue the person of God. Yeah. Like his love becomes more real to us. His holiness becomes more yeah. real to us. His peace, his truth, his justice, all of these things become more real to us in the pursuit. And so as we pursue and we claim our inheritance, as we claim like that right of what it is to be sons and daughters of God and the confidence and the boldness and the assurance that we can walk in, then we're able to transfer right. that to our children. But if we don't do that, there's the old saying that pain that isn't transformed is transferred. We're going to transfer our disappointments, mm-hmm. our lack, our frustrations our to doubts. our kids, yeah. our doubts to our yeah. kids. So I think that's good. Even talking about the details, you can't be a stress ball over some detail in your life, but be like quoting scripture to your children. They are going to latch on to what you do more than what you say. Yeah. I love that. Well, guys, honestly, I thought this was, this was absolutely amazing. Um, Addison, thank you so much for bringing this up. I really think this is going to encourage a lot of people. I mean, I know, uh, just all of us around the table, we all had completely different paths. Like yep. it wasn't like we all were the same. Arden went to another continent. Uh, I went to university. Addison continued within his career. Like there's three different options right there. Julie, I can't remember right now. I got married you when got I married. was 19. <laughs> when you were 19 and then, and then no. But see, God still worked in all these different ways. Um, even even when, when that would seem like, oh man, like I'm, I'm married and, and, and now I'm pregnant. Like God worked in all these amazing ways. And so guys, we just want to encourage you, definitely do not be paralyzed. I love those practical tips that you gave us. And I love what you were saying, Arne, about being a son and a daughter of God and encouraging that and instilling that into the kids because that's really what helped with us. Addison, uh, do you actually want to pray us out today? Sure. Oh, and actually really quick, but, but before we do that, we just want to remind everyone uh, just to leave your questions. Uh, we, we absolutely love hearing all the different questions and that we come out with a brand new podcast on every first and third Monday of every single month. Monday the month. And, yeah, and they can right. put notes and questions and yes. comments. That's right. Comments. Whether that's wherever they engage with wherever you podcast, engage, YouTube. So the best place is always going to be YouTube. But but if you're not on YouTube, you can always do it even within uh, the review area of wherever you're listening to the podcast. Best place if you like video. And for the people who like yeah. just you know driving in their car, listening to audio. You know what? You do whatever's best for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do wherever you consume your podcast, and then also if you want to share something that's more personal, intimate, you can always email us at mail at messengerinternational.org. Love it. And that that is sent to our production team, and we tackle those questions as well. Yeah. Okay. So let's pray. Father, I thank you um, that you have entrusted us with with a calling with that is multifaceted that is complex but also simple and secure in you and god for those of us who are parents i thank you that you entrusted us with the lives and the callings of of these amazing sons and daughters that you are training up that you have placed on this earth for such a time as this and god i pray that as we move forward that we would do so with with courage with boldness, with certainty, knowing that you are a God who shows up when we need the answers. You are a God who gives us clarity when we need it. God, I pray that we'd be people of faith, be people of hope, and people of love as we work out what it means to be called by you. I pray that we wouldn't see it as singular or selfish. We wouldn't just make this about us checking a box and getting to where we need to go, but rather, God, I pray that we would live with eyes wide open so we would see how callings are interwoven to bring out the best of each other and ultimately to reveal your plan and your heart to this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.
everyone, thank you so much for joining us here today at At Home with the Beviers. Guys, we are always so thrilled whenever you leave questions that we can go right ahead and answer. So if you have any questions, make sure to leave a comment wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to rate and subscribe. It really helps out our show and helps it get all around the world. Again, guys, we are so thrilled that you joined us here today where we want to help you create a legacy starting at home.